Welcome to another episode of my podcast. And today with me, exactly, in here with me in my office, I have my business partner, Andrzej. Hi, Andrzej. Hello, everyone. Yeah. Uh, thank you, Vincent, for having me here. <laughs> yeah. We'll be hearing from Andrzej what is his story, how he started in the road of business, what he had to overcome, what challenges he had to do. Maybe if you want, he'll give you some tips for you, which you can do if you are starting your own business. Can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Like, where are you from? What is it you do? And what did you do in the past? Uh, so, as you know, I mean, obviously you know me very well. <laughs> so, Vincent and me, we are actually brother-in-laws, uh, so we are family. I am 27 years old, I've been in business um, for last four years, uh, thanks to you actually. And that, we'll get to that part later. <laughs> um, but in the past, I, yeah, I finished my school, I'm originally from Czech Republic, I finished my high school, and then thanks to Vincent and Barbara, my sister, they basically brought me to to Scotland or they offered me to come and I went which is very nice <laughs> and so they helped me to start actually my life in abroad and then I started working in a hospitality as a, as a kitchen porter uh, so before I managed to get to somewhere where I am now today I had to get through a lot of dirty dishes <laughs> yeah and then I also had to you know fight my fears of uh, of my English because obviously I was a bit afraid to, to speak to people because my English was even though I thought that my English on a, is on a good level uh, it wasn't it mm. wasn't and uh, yeah I was um, struggling with uh, with communication and so on so that took me some time uh, but thanks to the hospitality and obviously being in an environment and uh, being exposed to people to local people mm. and that helped me to, to overcome it mm. and, and get it to at least some certain level where I am now. Okay, and uh, so how long have you been roughly working as an employee, like you said, kitchen porter, after you become a chef, as I know, obviously. Mm -hmm. How long have you been that uh, employee before you started do, doing a business? So, roughly, again, four years. Um, mm -hmm. In total, I think I'm around eight years in, um, <clears throat> in, in Scotland. Uh, in the meantime, when I improved my chef skills, I started traveling, so I went to Canada for a year, and there I improved my chef skills even more because I had the opportunity to work in a, or actually help to open a very um, fancy restaurant which was on a rooftop. Uh, so that actually taught me a lot of things. Um, mm. Yeah, but it was a lot of basically working under pressure constantly. So then I realized that it's maybe not ideal uh, because we were obviously hanging out. And after work, we always went to the restaurants and pubs and uh, with the with the team. And I started feeling that it's affecting my health. <laughs> Mm. So then I realized that it's maybe time to move somewhere else uh, to to Rocky Mountains. So I actually relocated myself to the to the Banff, and um, that was very beautiful, an amazing experience where I also had the opportunity to physically meet uh, a bear, <laughs> uh, which was uh, very interesting. And again, I thought I escaped the the life the lifestyle of you know people working hard in the restaurants and then going out mm. but actually it was even worse um there were also a lot of drugs around and so on so mm. obviously if you if you wanted you could stay away from it but um yeah i was unfortunately not that strong i guess yeah <laughs> uh yeah uh, but then then my visa expired and i came back to scotland mm -hmm. and um, i started working again in a restaurant where i used to work before where there was a a higher position promised to me but it took them some time until I would get there then uh, basically yeah you offered me if I want to uh, kind of join up with uh, with you mm -hmm. and Barbara 
and uh, and manage one uh, cafe in in Highlands, which was a very nice experience for me because I never actually was uh, ahead of some staff or anything. So and that was very good. So why did you not stay there and working as a chef? And you said like, you know, they promised me a position, but it would take a while. But some people, you know, they stay for a while and they are okay with that and they are happy to wait for a few years. So why why you didn't wait there and wanted to get the promotion and just mm. get to be a sous chef and head chef, for example? Yeah, uh, that's a very good question, actually. So I always wanted to, I thought that the chef career will be something that I want to do for my whole life or, you know, maybe even eventually open the restaurant, uh, which we kind of tried or mm -hmm. tried. And uh, if I was working for someone, it was always you know, high pressure, working for someone else, not for myself. And sometimes the work wasn't even appreciated enough or you would feel like, oh, I want more money. They wouldn't give it to you. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so eventually, yeah, and I tried multiple restaurants, multiple cuisines. I traveled to Canada, Iceland, back to Scotland. It was always the same. And mm -hmm. uh, just different area, new location, but eventually you got to know everything and then what? It's against the same story. Mm. You are closed in a in a room of you know steaming pots and everything and uh, sweating, working hard, mm. <laughs> mm. Uh, and yeah, it's every time the mm. same again and again. Mm -hmm. uh, so yeah, then there was an opportunity to to join Vincent on a, on a property course, which was a. Uh, something new uh the, back in the days i barely knew what the term mortgage means and <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, so yeah you offered me to join you so i said okay it's um, it's something new and i always thought that oh having a properties that will be will be amazing to to do something like that and uh, and since we went on that uh, three-day course we we kind of went a hundred percent into it we we could actually we both left our jobs pretty much. Uh, we had some leftovers of money on the account or even debts. <laughs> and uh, and yeah, and we started uh, doing a property business. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Amazing, yeah. So like you mentioned, like uh, we had a couple of thousands. I don't know, I think you had like thousand pound maybe. I was minus 60. <laughs> so yeah, so why did you, when you went on this uh, course with me, so how did you know like this is something what I want to do, I want to build my own business, I want to do property because there's a lot of courses and people go and like ah it's not for me so how is that that you made that shift to you know not go go back to work and being an employee? Hmm. What was that shift for you? To be honest I usually it takes me some time for example to make a decision uh, I think and now it's probably better now I usually decide about certain things that I learned over time <laughs> but back in the day I was like unsure obviously about uh, should we do it or Obviously, I said we should maybe I should find a part-time job and we can do it. Uh, but then, obviously, uh, also with a time, I learned that if you have some, if you are doing something part-time and you want to focus on multiple things, then ideally you want to give hundred percent to something or commit to something, and then the results will be hundred percent, right, or even even higher. But if you do part-time there, part-time there, eventually the results will be also only part partly, mm -hmm. right? Um, yeah. And uh, so, obviously. Yeah, you kind of did sound confident. Uh, even though if we look back into it and think <laughs> what we wanted to do and what Vincent said now, we would say like, oh no, <laughs> we wouldn't do it this way. Yeah. Um, but truth is that we are following uh, Robert Kiyosaki a lot. Yeah. I read the book, you read the book, uh, multiple books. Uh, but it was a bit different 
it was a big fish for us, I think, and uh, we were following his strategies that would, for example, buy and, and keep, like never sell. Uh, and refurbish. And refurbish, yeah. of course. And so we, that's what we tried, but actually then we realized that we are focusing on, uh, on a slow money. Yeah. Uh, so thanks to that, even though we are, if you think about it, we, we accomplished an incredible thing. And most of the people, they start with different strategies where they can get cash quickly or cash flow. And replace their income from work but we did exactly the opposite we jumped on a brick project without any skills or knowledge and there were so many things went wrong of course mm. we learned pretty much everything on one project yeah <laughs> well everything can go wrong and also what can go be good and um, we learned that it's difficult to deal with builders and uh, we learned that um, not everyone can get a mortgage mm. uh, we learned that uh, what else we learned? <laughs> yeah, yeah. There is something like splitting titles and. Oh yeah, there is so yeah. so many wrong things with that property actually. Yeah. Um, also, we bought it through the auction, so we went through the auction process, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 That's a very good point. So we also learned that we can find a lot of money. Yeah. <laughs> Do you remember how much um, money we raised for that project? Well, it was uh, around twenty-three thousand to buy the property, roughly. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Then um, refurbishment in total, we had to put seventy-five mm -hmm. together. Seventy-five thousand, we had to we had to find somewhere because obviously mm -hmm. we had no money. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. So that um, was uh, it was a good project because we wanted to refinance, but you mentioned like we couldn't, uh, as we were first-time uh, landlords and all those things. At the end, we sold it. How much we sold it for? Uh, for hundred and. 10 was it? 104 I think. Four. Yes. yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. To one of our investors. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that was actually very good because in the meantime we are building up our sourcing companies, our sourcing business, where we finally realized that focusing on slow money is a st stupid way when you are starting and you don't have any income. So then we started focusing on faster money, which was sourcing and um, rent to rents. Mm. And, uh, and that helped us to stabilize us, ourselves, uh, after some time. Yeah. It was a big relief. <laughs> and then living from day to day or week to week. Mm. Um, and yeah, so thanks to the sourcing business, we already had some connections. And then when we decided to sell the house because we struggled to get the mortgage. And obviously you don't want to sit with a house where you can't have a mortgage because all the money that we had in the house weren't ours and we we're paying interest on it. So we want to get rid of it as soon as possible so we can pay them off and obviously you don't want to also ruin relationships with the people if you tell them like oh listen you know it was supposed to be one year but now it's two years or you know mm. uh, which almost happened mm. and so the good thing was that we already had some database where we can send the deal and we just sold basically our property to other investor mm. yeah yeah that, that went quite quickly at the end actually yeah yeah it was very smooth so actually we managed to pay all the investors back <laughs> With much higher interest, actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Instead of one year, we had the money for two years. Yeah. 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 So instead of having a BRR, it was uh, a good flip, I would say. Yeah. And uh, at least we learned on it mm. many, many things. Um, yeah, which became a very good story for our, for our, for our credibility, let's say. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, and then we started focusing on... Um, with smaller deals, uh, like I said, rent to rents, for example, we had only one rent to rent that day and uh, that time, and and then we thought like, why not do why we why not, why we are not getting more, right? And mm -hmm. uh, so it took us some time. Even the first rent to rent, uh, you remember the number actually? I don't. Uh, but when we are trying to get our first rent to rent, so it was no after no, we are twenty six. Twenty six. <laughs> so we had to see twenty six landlords. 
and, and also some agencies in the meantime mm. and uh, and we were we were being always refused constantly mm. so it's difficult and I completely understand that when someone is starting and they hear uh, I don't know five times ten times no then mm. it's kind of puts you down but mm. we didn't have any other outcome because either we will make it or yeah. Or we, we, yeah. <laughs> Vincent actually had to agree to a commitment. I mean, uh, to his wife that uh, she gave us basically an ultimatum that if we are not going to start making money, <laughs> then uh, until yeah. Christmas or New yeah, Year, yeah. then uh, we'll have to find jobs yeah. and go back to work. So that yeah. was uh, the deadline. Yeah, because uh, it was very stressful. Yeah, yeah. is yeah. it because it's it's stressful not only for us but also that was our cockerel. <laughs> or also stressful for the families around you because obviously they know that you know you are struggling financially so yeah yeah so it's good to have sometimes these ultimatums so yeah when you mentioned uh, we had 26 no's sometimes people like you mentioned they after five no's they give up I just want to mention that this 26 no's we actually got in three weeks time it's not it didn't take us half a year yeah. we were like three weeks on it actually i see my diary in here i could even find it, <laughs> all the locations and uh, but i think what at least I see would help that we did it together yeah. because if you go on your own a lot of people trying to do it on your own and they go and they hear five times no's and after like ah oh, it doesn't work and I can't, they have no one to talk about it so this is like when they try to give up but sometimes like we went and I was excited and you were, and uh, and they said no and after let's say I would be disappointed and you would say like yeah and the other one probably the other one would work or the other way around so we could kind of help to each other with the mindset yeah 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 it's a very good point Vincent. actually it's i think it's very important to whatever you do if you do property business or anything else uh in it if you have a team then you will get further than if you are being an individual uh i know actually a few people that uh they they work only by themselves basically just one person and we're starting basically gathering even management properties and so on uh eventually we became bigger than that person and uh, because the person was just by himself and uh, yeah. I think it's important to have someone that can be with you because imagine now the situation what uh, happened to both of us this year is that we I had a ch my child my kid and, um, and then Vincent <laughs> and for example when uh, my baby girl was a newborn so Vincent said you know you know take it easy you know be at home enjoy enjoy the time and now Vincent is at home uh, and I'm doing most of the driving and before it was the other way around so and and the business is still going you know it's not it's not stopping which is very important because if you would by yourself and you decide to take a day off or what day weeks then uh, obviously the business will feel it and and that can yeah slow you down or even lose some I don't know clients deals mm. you never know uh, I'll just put it in the years because we didn't say so in 2020 we started We've done the first BRR, and also we've done couple, two lease option agreements, actually. Mm -hmm. And uh, another year, we started with the deal sourcing, got our first rent-to-rent -rent deal in June, and another two in the end of the year, so we had three deals. So in two years, we actually were managing only five properties mm -hmm. after two years, two lease options and three rent-to-rents. Yeah. The house we sold. So that was bringing us, what, I don't know, maybe 100, 1,500, 2,000, somewhere around that mark, cash flow, which was still very low for two people yeah. with family to, to our budget. So what happened the year after? So when we started 2022, how did we speed up the process? Uh, 
Yeah, so in 2022 we actually established a new company uh, because with that we got in connection with actually a very nice uh, deal sourcer and he approached us and he saw that we already have a few rent to rents and he asked us if we don't want to manage properties. Uh, back in the day it also helped him out because the other company that he worked with became a bit more expensive and uh, apparently the standards went down. So he was looking for a new management company for service accommodation that he could work with. And uh, and that was actually an interesting idea for us because we was like, well, we are not exactly managers, but why not to try? Because we are we have a rent to rent, so we know what investors need. So what is it that they uh, yeah? What is it that they need? Basically, usually it's time means money, right? So they want the properties to be set up mm. fast. They want to have uh, bookings in as soon as possible. Uh, and because we know that from our perspective, also as a as a lot like. A, basically rent-to-rent owners so we said why not to try so eventually we did and uh, we established our company where to stay and uh, which I, it's funny because i remember that we finished the staging we still didn't have a company name or anything and we went to the cafe in edinburgh goes just just a while away from uh, meadows park and mm-hmm. we're in the cafe and it's like okay now we need to think about the name so we're thinking and thinking and this and that, something with apartment, boom, 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 and uh, then we, and then uh, I thought, why not to call the company? What do you type in a in a Google search, for example, when you go, you want to go to London somewhere, and you say, I don't know, where to stay in London, or where? Usually, you ask always Google where to go, where to do what, and uh, then that's how we came up with, oh, where to stay. That's it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's a good name, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that's how our management company started. So we start, we were working with the deal sourcer. So he was obviously sourcing his deals to his clients. And then every time he passed the deals for, to us for, for management. So that actually helped us a lot with, um, and with, uh, with our growth mm-hmm. because uh, he was sourcing a lot. And his name is, by the way, Joseph Todd. Yeah. <laughs> if you would be looking for I mean, he's not sourcing anymore, but he's also doing management now. So obviously, if you would like to reach out to him, feel free. He's a very good guy. Um, and uh, yeah, so th- like I said, thanks to him, we grew we grew quite fast. Mm-hmm. And uh, there was a cooperation. Uh, he knew us, we knew him, so there was a trust. And uh, and that helped us a lot. Obviously, then we built up ourselves to, I don't know, maybe 20 units. Uh, and then we started receiving properties from all, all around, really. We went on networking events. Uh, there was someone who obviously mm. was looking for properties, either sourcing or management, and um, suddenly the word spread, mm. and people were starting were starting approaching us with uh, with deals and um, yeah. yeah and things. Yeah. And so we now, were sourcing also deals yes, actually. Yes. Our we're own also deals. Sourcing, so every time obviously we source something, we also offer them hands off management. Some people would like it, some people want, or some deals would work with management, some people would, some deals wouldn't work. Mm. Obviously, all these things we always share with our clients and it's always up to them what they want to do. Mm. Or it depends on in what positions they are. Because many of our clients are actually uh, very busy in their in their real life and they mm. don't have a time to, to, to manage any mm. sort of rent-to-rents or any, any, pro- any <coughs> properties. Mm. So they prefer to give it to someone like us. Mm. And, uh, and just enjoy the cash flow from it really, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, so in 2022 we started with the service accommodation management company, so now it's end of 2023, so it's two years. And uh, so how many properties do we manage? At the moment we have 50 properties, 50 mm-hmm. units. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, it's constantly changing uh, since we do manage mostly rent to rents 
the deals are coming in and also we are you know losing some of them because of the contracts or so on so mm -hmm. it's constantly exchanging i mean in total i could say we, we already managed almost uh very close to 100 100 units that went through our accounts mm -hmm. uh, but uh, like i said obviously it's constantly exchanging let's say we we take it for new ones and then mm -hmm. two obviously we mm -hmm. have to give away and um, so these numbers are constantly changing but mm -hmm. as it's slowly going up which mm -hmm. is great <laughs> and uh, i mean slowly for some people it's like when i spoke with someone and uh, i said like we managed 50 units after two years they're like oh really it took us four you know, mm -hmm. so for some, you know, you can say slowly, but I think the speed is good. Oh yeah, <laughs> the speed is good. We, I mean, we are managing to keep up with the piece, so it's so it's, it's as it should be, I think. Yeah, <laughs> and also, do you have an idea? Because I, I was checking the uh, accounts because I was doing the vision board building webinar this week, so I wanted to see how much turnover, how much money we are we received mm -hmm. in this year only on our account. Do you have an idea? Do how much uh, it was roughly? Roughly, yes. Uh, so. This year we definitely turned to a seven-figure business, mm -hmm. uh, which is great, and I think the the turnover was around one million and two hundred thousand pounds that mm -hmm. went through our accounts. Yeah, this yeah. year mm -hmm. it's not even end of the year yet, but yeah, yeah like yeah. it is pretty much. But yeah, yeah, yeah. that number was uh, known to me. I don't know, like three four months ago. So it will be probably different now. But yeah, yeah, I was thinking like around one point five million. Yeah, through the our accounts. So I just want to say like because obviously. We are doing it four years in total, the property business, two years, the management company where we found what is it like, okay, this is the way how we can build up the cash flow, how we can help investors, so it is great. But obviously when someone is really new and let's say they are watching and they are new and they're like, yeah, yeah, but you know, it's quite a lot of properties already. You know, I, I cannot even get my first deal over the line or maybe have the first, but I don't know how to get the second. Something is going on. So could you maybe think of any like uh, challenges in the past, like you were like being in the similar shoes and you were like, oh, you know, just, just let's give up, <laughs> you know, or like, you know, just, you know, let's not do it. Let's close everything and just like go back to Sugar Republic and just forget about everything. Have you had in those thoughts in the past? Um, yeah, of course I had. <laughs> not exactly that I would go to Czech Republic, but... <laughs> yeah, just idea. Uh, just. Yes, yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, there was many times we were... For example, when we were trying to sell deals in the, in the beginning, uh, we were so desperate to sell the deal that eventually nobody would like to buy one. Yeah. The deals were good, yeah. but we were like, oh, you know, we need the money, so and people would just be afraid to come to us. Yeah. <laughs> so as soon as the pressure from the money was gone, then suddenly, poof, it was deal by one, deal by one, or mm -hmm. two by two. <laughs> uh, Important is to just keep going, I think. And uh, if you can't sell deals, then you can leverage others that they can do it for you. Mm -hmm. uh, it doesn't. Sometimes our pride is in our way because you feel like, oh, why would I share my sourcing fee with someone when I can do it by myself and have the full sourcing fee? But many people don't take into uh, consideration that they, first of all, they don't have any credibility and many people they like to buy from someone that they know already or they have something behind some background because there is a lot of people and scammers out there and that they yeah they just take money and they they never give it back if mm. something goes wrong so obviously that also makes a bad bad 
it's like throwing a bad light on the sourcing industry because some people are actually hardworking, they know what they are doing, they are sourcing good deals, but because they are not known, they don't have a name, uh, people are just not going to buy from you. And then mm. obviously that will put you down because you're like, oh, oh. So mm. sometimes it's better to put your pride or ego away and maybe package the deal, give it to someone else who has the name already and sell it through them. And then with a time, it will it will help you to build up yourself. And um, I'm sure, yeah, yeah. I think this is uh, it was was one of our main struggles. So. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like I have this uh, just uh, example. One guy, uh, you just been you just came from Aberdeen yesterday. So there is this guy. I'm not gonna mention his name because he doesn't want to be known. Uh, but he bought my course about how to find deals and the rent to rent deal specifically, and uh, basically. He firstly he approached me and he was like, "Can you sell a buy to let deals?" I'm like, "No, because in, we don't have investors who buy simple buy to let deals. People don't buy it this, these days. The mortgage are high." I was like, "Go and find rent to rent service accommodation deals. We can sell that." And he was like, "Yeah, I don't know how." I was like, "Here's the course. Do it." And after come back, so he did it. He come back, and through him he brought us three deals already. Yeah. Three deals in Aberdeen and he already made for himself three and a half thousand pounds just from that. And uh, this is the thing, like when we were sourcing deals, I remember that we didn't sell anything for six months mm -hmm. after we took a two months break from deal sourcing. Yeah. That's when we ac acquired the first end-to-end -end deal. Mm -hmm. And after we came back to it in like September that year, because we were like finding deals, but we didn't have those investors really. We didn't know what they want. We thought that having 80 investors on our list, it's fine and we will sell. But like you mentioned, the pride, like oh, sharing with fee, and also like we were afraid, like oh, what, what if the investor will stole uh, the, uh, the deal source will steal, steal the deal and they're not gonna pay us? So there was not the trust built. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, and I just want to point out, like when you know what to source, like we know that the rental service accommodation deals they'll sell, it's not that easy to source them you know you need to have some skills but once you start doing that so you can make lots of money yeah. right yeah just even yesterday you went to Aberdeen and um, you we, when you are going to stage the one property the letting agent showed you another property which yeah. we didn't know about yeah and on the way back actually you stopped in Edinburgh because another landlord with him we have two properties yeah. he showed us he showed you one property and after he said another property is coming yeah and another pro two properties in five are coming for the management so but the beginnings are very difficult but now it's like deals are coming on our way so yeah i just wanted to point it out that when if you feel like you know you are struggling now it's a very important like to you know stay focused and if you know something doesn't work you need to start changing approach or you know ask you know comment in a section and you know we can answer if Andre anything you know if you want yeah 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 uh, as they said the first one is the most difficult one so it doesn't matter what is it if it it's source deal or if it's a rent to rent for yourself uh, the first one is the most difficult one once you have the first one then suddenly you're like oh okay let's do it again hmm? And uh, or maybe the person that gave you the first rent to rent, they'll be happy with you for after a few months, and it's like, hey, listen, I have another one or two properties, and suddenly, boom, it will start coming to you from all kinds of angles and size. So yeah. At the moment, what is it like? You have any plans for you or for our company or just for yourself? It can be. What is it like? You would like to accomplish for the next years coming? It could be next year. It could be next five years. Whatever you want to share. Like, mm -hmm. what what plans do you have? Um, so obviously for our company where to stay we have a big plans uh, so in 2024 our target is to hit at least uh, hundreds of hundreds of units under management or have uh, 
Plus, we are developing certain things on the side. So once this once this will be done, I think it will help us to push the business to a different level. And that's a, that's one thing. That's a big milestone. Me and my wife would like to start buying properties. Uh, also, obviously, we discussed with Vincent that we also want to start buying mm -hmm. properties. So, ideally, if we could manage to buy two, three properties in the next year, that will be that will be amazing. Um, because that was our original idea to buy and keep or buy and hold. Uh, so I think now, when obviously we managed to build a business already, that is, um, obviously we are also employing people. So. Uh, that is already working by itself and uh, so now we can start focusing on our original idea or strategy uh, which is uh, to buy things yes yeah when you are sharing that I just want to point out that some people like what we wanted to do what we read in the Robert Kiyosaki book was like buy refurbish refinance and keep which is amazing strategy but it's like very slow like you yeah. mentioned slow money right so it takes one year before the project is done and you're starting to getting some rent yeah. you know let's say after six months and which is great but the income is usually from single ad especially it's it's not that high right i mean that's why we decided to build that first the business so we, we have this cash flow so we are chilled we don't need to be rushed like when we've been at the start but there are some people they they are they're happy to stay at work and just buy every two years one property and slowly build it up so that's fine but if you know if you are watching and you want to do it faster so it's probably not the best strategy to buy buy two leads and brr deals at the beginning because it's going to take you years and years before you build up that cash flow so that's why you know it's really good to start with some another strategies the quicker ones and after like what you mentioned like the plans yeah yeah okay so this is the plans for the company this is the plans for you your wife kerem and also last thing what i would like to ask is if there's someone is starting or struggling or something like what one two or three some tips or advice could you give to people something like what really would help you to keep you ongoing and basically not giving up and just like not giving up on your dreams what is it like you can tell share what can help so uh, many people they they find motivations that push them forward that that push them forward but ideally you want to find a motivation that will pull you because pushing is nice you can push yourself at the gym but you are doing it against like there is always something that is resisting because it's you are pushing against something but if there is something that is pulling you and even when you don't want to you'll be pulled and you'll 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 get there where you want to be uh, i mean now for example i have a family so i'm doing it more for family than than for me before i was doing it more for uh I don't come from a business background, for example, everything I learned about business, for example, was uh, thanks to Vincent. Um, and my family, they never been um, for business. Uh, usually if somebody was in a business and making money, then he was a thief, mm. <laughs> right? He was stealing money. Uh, so that's absolutely broken mindset. So I was kind of hoping that I will find, I will, you know, show all my family that it's actually possible that we are doing well. But truth is, um, even now they don't still fully know or understand what we are doing. So uh, we don't even talk about it because there is not much to say, and uh, they are not even interested. You know. So then, then I realized it's pointless to do it for your family that doesn't believe in it. And um, yeah, ideally you are doing it for for yourself, for the people that actually are with you in it. And uh, that's very important, I think. Yeah. So mm -hmm. you need to find something that will pull you rather than push. Mm -hmm. Okay. Amazing. So don't give up. <laughs>
Perfect. So thank you very much for sharing that tip uh, of pooling. I think it's very important finding your why, why you are doing it for your business. Yeah. So yeah, so um, thank you for coming you know, to my office. I know we live close by <laughs> yeah. uh, and uh, we'll definitely do it again. We'll see like next year where we will get and we can definitely share where we are. And uh, yeah, so thank you very much for coming again and uh, bye bye guys.